0: Hello, and welcome to I Forgot to Tell You Something, the podcast here to give you hugs and sometimes help when life and ADHD collide. I'm Ron. I'm an advocate, an ADHD coach, and content creator.
1: And I'm Liz. I'm also an ADHD coach, sometimes rent-a-friend, and I'm also a mom figuring out ADHD parenting very much on the fly at the moment.
0: I could have sworn you were going to say, sometimes mom and i'm like liz you're always a mom
1: i'm always a mom (laughs) no matter what no matter what even when i'm you know being very reckless i'm still always a mom
0: Nice. not always a great
1: one but that's cool how you going ron
0: i'm doing pretty good how are you doing
1: i'm really well thank you Mm. i am i just turned 40. oh
0: snap happy birthday
1: thank you how do you you feel
0: about about getting older
1: I feel great about it because, yeah. yeah, all these great people in my life, you know, a little bit longer in the tooth than me, and they're all so great and just keep getting better. So I'm excited to get nice. better, really. I, yeah. I
0: ha- I'm i a little behind you in age, but not much. And I just recently had a birthday, and someone was asking me how I felt about getting older. And I was like, well, there's... I feel like the perspective in my life and mm-hmm. the emotional maturity is all growing. So it's it's just been exciting to watch that grow. But then like the physical part that's like dwindling where it's like, oh, wow, everything hurts and I can't, you know, bend over or there's times if I sleep on my arm wrong, like it's in pain for three days. Things like that aren't fun. But the rest, the, the perception and the emotional maturity yeah. and just the wisdom Um, It's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm annoyed by the fact that I'll have a hangover after three glasses of wine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, That sucks. (laughs) And the hangovers are like two or three days long sometimes. I'm like, I'm feeling it for a while.
1: Yeah, and not just a headache or feeling a bit gross or I can cure this with a burger and chips. But that really fun, full-blown anxiety.
0: Mm. look. You're like judging stuff too. You're like, Mm -hmm. it's everything. is just in pain.
1: Yeah. But you know, I'll probably do it again this weekend. So
0: whatever. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) What's happening, Ron? Where are we going today?
0: Well, I think it's a perfect story for us to start with because I think we're going to be sharing what's hard about self-care for us at the moment. Kind of like what's been a struggle, things that even though we know what we're supposed to be doing, just the difficulty around it and learning to give ourselves some grace and finding ways to kind of take step forward, steps forward instead of, you know, just feeling like crap about how much we care about ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. What for you has been a struggle with self-care?
1: Well, everything, everything. <laughs> and when we were talking about this last week, The reason why we wanted to start with this topic is because self-care isn't just a part of ADHD or um, something to tack on once you've conquered everything else. It really is laced throughout everything. It's the foundation of doing well with ADHD. And there are also so many barriers that ADHD brings up in looking after ourselves. So yeah, when I say everything is a challenge in the self-care realm. I really mean it. How, how about you? What's happening for you when it comes to self-care?
0: It's It's funny because I, I put so much emphasis on self-care, but when things are going well, so like after a while of practicing some good self-care, it's like right away in my head I'm going like, cool, I'm good now, and I can just forget about it for a while. And then weeks mm-hmm. go by, and I'm like, oh, shit, here I am right back to where i was before and it's those are the moments that are the hardest right to start practicing self-care um mm-hmm. when you're not doing it and yeah. i think something that happens for me a lot is i learned kind of through my whole adhd coaching journey how to instead of like forcing myself into situations that were difficult for me i learned i i kind of practiced some like self-awareness and learned like hey i suck at transitions So Mm -hmm. I need space in between things. I need to give Mm -hmm. myself 15 minutes in between clients. I need to give myself extra time in the morning. I have to have time to work myself up to new stuff. Like I can't just transition to something else right away. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I found that I wasn't as stressed throughout my workday. So that was awesome. But Mm -hmm. what is tending to happen now that I feel great about it is... Other people are like, oh, I need this from you or I need time here or I'm trying to, you know, I need a session so bad this week, Ron. And there's like, well, there's an hour that kind of fits right in there. Let's throw you in there. Uh And I'm like, I'll just do it once. And what's funny is I used to call them my like non-negotiables. I was like, this is my time. I'm booking time with myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, once I did had been doing a good job of that for a while that's when I kind of let my guard down and and now I'm kind of in that spot of like oh shit I need to make some time for myself soon
1: yeah yeah I love that you brought up transitions and having to have boundaries around your time and that you've included that as self-care struggle because I think that self-care has kind of become such a a bit of a a capitalist construct really used to sell things to people yeah go have a manicure or go to the gym do more do more buy more treat yourself and it's really not what we're talking about it's about for me self-care is understanding yourself understanding what you need having self-compassion and then figuring out how you're going to enforce that with yourself in your life
0: I like to to think of, and it's funny because I know a lot of people really like the love languages, Mm -hmm. and a couple years ago I learned that they're not entirely backed by science and there's some problems with it, but we won't go What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that'll be for another time. There's some problematic, and even the guy that created it, it's, listen, that's for another episode. But Ooh. the thing that I really like, if if you're thinking of like, oh, I know how this person wants to be loved, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's being able to love language yourself. It's mm-hmm. being able to be like, what are the things that I hold dear from other, like what matters to me? How do I know when someone's loving me? And then how do I do that for myself? Mm-hmm. And it's when people give me time and people, you know, give me, my space and they're just like present with me. I feel mm-hmm. loved when someone's like listening. Right. And it, it took a while for me to be like, how many times am I like sitting and listening to myself? And I'm not, Um, mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to put that off to the side because, and we don't realize it, but we're kind of treating ourselves like shit in that instant. We're kind of like, if that was a friend, right. I like to like use that idea of if, I gave myself a half hour between mm-hmm. thing, like appointments, right? And let's say instead, that was a half hour to have lunch with my wife. Mm-hmm. And every day I started canceling that on her. That would be pretty shitty. And like I yeah. wouldn't do that to somebody else, but like to me, it's not a problem. And we kind of keep that score a little bit. And we start to realize like, oh, we're going to just put our own needs aside. That's more about what self-care means to me. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to get a special Starbucks drink today or I'm going to, you know, like you said, go and have a spa day or I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to buy myself something special. Those things can Mm -hmm. be self-care, but it really is about figuring out how to give you the things that you give to loved ones because you love yourself, too. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. You would never be that much of a dickhead to someone else, but you can totally be a dickhead to yourself. Like you would have no friends if you did that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that self-care is hard for everyone, right? This isn't an exclusive ADHD thing, but people with ADHD are so externally focused. You know, we're looking outside of ourselves all the time to see, if we're doing the right thing, you know, we're trying to avoid guilt, we're trying to make everyone around us happy. And so it takes quite a lot of work to actually dial into what you need. And yeah, before before it's too late. I guess, Ron, how do you know, what are the signs for you that you've really fucked up the self-care thing? How do you know the wheels are falling off?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, to kind of add to what you're saying and making this like more of an adhd thing too we we tend to really suck with our like introspective you know awareness the ability Mm -hmm. to tell when we're stressed out until it's too late all of a sudden i'm burned out and i'm like i have no idea how i got there and it's like we just miss the warning signs like if we're a car our check engine light doesn't come on right we don't hear the shit going wrong until the car breaks down and so we've got to find unique warning signs like you're saying for me everything speeds up the the gas pedal on the car is going faster and faster and faster and like so things are passing me by i start to notice that like the day flies by i'm my my head's like spinning faster and faster and the way that i notice it is usually honestly my my wife kind of mentioning like things like I haven't seen you all day or and I mean we both work from home right which is mm-hmm. like I haven't seen you all day or I haven't talked to you all day again with that would be like if a coworker said that to you because we're literally in the same house just all of a sudden it being eight o'clock and being like wow I haven't eaten <laughs> and sure. um, instead of just taking you know doing the next day the same way I have to have, like, intention and be like, okay, I need to look at my schedule tomorrow. Where can I fit something in that's for me? Um, Yeah. I I love being able to add a reason to it. So Mm -hmm. it's still, even though I know it's important to take time for yourself, it's still hard for me to do it in the moment. So I'll add, like, oh, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. And so now it becomes for the dog, but it's actually for me, right? So I know you asked how I can tell, but I also gave you what I do about it as, yeah. as an added bonus.
1: Thank you for that. Everyone should just buy a dog. Everyone needs a dog.
0: Dude, for real. Should we
1: just end the episode there? That's it. We that... fixed
0: it. <laughs> you just Everyone get a dog, just needs a dog. and they make your life happier. They remind you. And, and I th- it's really interesting, right? How many times the dog's like scratching at my door? He's like scratching at my office door and I'm like, holy shit, I have a dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Our friend um, Diane, the wonderful coach Diane McLean, mm. um, she has this beautiful dog Digby, and Digby alerts her. She's she has diabetes, and Digby alerts her if something's off with her blood sugar. And I feel like my dog alerts me to when I'm engaging in sort of fuckwittery in the not taking care of myself department. The way I know that I'm not taking care of myself is everything becomes really black and white. There's a lot of catastrophic thinking. Mm -hmm. Everything feels like an emergency and just no perspective. But that's, you know, I would love to get better. I think I am getting better, but I want to get better at picking up the warning signs before it's already at that point because it's kind of too late by then well it's not it's never too late but you're already really you know creating a bit of a shit show by that point if you leave it till then
0: so so that's when you realize like oh shit it's gone farther than i wanted to
1: yeah is there anything
0: that you can tell it's coming earlier than that
1: oh actually a good one and i know that a lot of my clients have this as well um, it's when I'm finding myself doing a lot of numbing behaviours, right? Like when you're just like, oh, I just want relief. Like mm. going into a scroll hole, you know, that you sort of come out scroll of <laughs> two hours later and go, what the fuck? You know what I mean by a scroll yeah. hole, right? Yeah, Um Or if I'm just hanging for a massive glass of wine, I'm really painting myself as a bit of an alcoholic, but I'm not. <laughs> So when I'm just looking for a way to just switch off, to just quiet and the noise, to just escape basically Mm. from being present in any way, that is a pretty good sign that I have been ignoring doing things that are actually restorative or that I haven't had good boundaries. How about you? Does that speak to you?
0: Yeah, totally. I I have little things here and there that, that start to affect me. I'm short with people. Because going back to it, I struggle with transitions. So if ever anybody mm-hmm. reaches out to me, calls me, if Gwen knocks on the door, is like, what do you want for lunch? And I'm like, ah, don't bother me. I'm in the middle of something, right? That's when How I know my no How fucking dare
1: you ask me for lunch?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Or my dog scratches at the door. But what's what's really interesting is like, I'm, I'm sitting here like processing this right now, but I know when I was really struggling with like intrusive thoughts and rumination, I was using something as like a grounding technique. So a way to make Mm -hmm. myself present because I think the hardest thing about this is when we're experiencing that, when I'm experiencing being short with someone, it's not like my brain immediately goes up. Here's the warning sign. It's that's Mm. the last thing on my mind. I just am like trying to manage and survive. But it's like I need a flashing light to be like, hey, Ron, like, This is the warning sign. This is when you know you have to stop for a second. And I think it's great if you're able to notice that, but most of us aren't, right? Like most of us are just going to keep going. So how do we Mm -hmm. remind ourselves to stop? One thing I did was I put elastic bands on my wrist. And really it's like anything, whether it's visual or something like, you know, that's why sometimes setting timers is good for people to like snap you kind of back into reality instead of in this Mm -hmm. like go 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 mode and Mm -hmm. the elastic band if I like intentionally put it on the the beginning of the day like okay when I'm kind of in the shit and I notice my elastic band this is a reminder to like take a second and you know or whatever it is if you I know some people put little like sticky notes all over their room and their doors as reminders but ways to remind yourself throughout the day to stop and kind of take notice of your surroundings is really helpful so yeah i'm sitting here going like maybe i need to make the elastic band thing for when i'm burning myself out because what i had done it for was when i was in that deep rumination where my thoughts were just getting out of control and that reminded me to stop for a second and pull myself yeah. out of it Ooh, um kind of like that? if if you ever saw the movie inception the when he has the top to like you know remind him like hey this isn't real basically yeah. or to stop yeah. and to like ground yourself in reality yeah so elastic bands might not work for you it might be yeah it might be your dog that reminds you to like mm-hmm. oh I have a living thing to take care of so that's going to pull me back in you know even yeah. being a parent might, might be able to do that but yeah visuals setting timers mm-hmm. stuff like that any way you can but I'm going to try that this week
1: yeah love that I have elastic band friends. I have some friends that I really trust who basically they can just see it, they can feel it, they can hear it in my voice if I've gone off track and they are really great at holding the mirror up to me. But I know that I'm know that i really grateful for my friendships and mm-hmm. I, I, I know how lucky I am to have those friendships in my life and I know not everybody has that but... It's about finding your resources, like what supports do you have in your world that you can access when you're going a bit haywire? Ron, what are you doing for self-care at the moment?
0: Well, I'm going to the gym. (laughs) But actually that's, that's an important thing for me too. Something that I started to implement that I, kind of fell off a little bit but then i'm getting back on because of a client because we were talking about self-care the other day is giving myself 16 minutes throughout the day it's it's a little bit of that like look self-care doesn't mean i need to take an entire day off or i need to take a two hour lunch or i need to like make sure that i have all of this like sometimes life comes at you and you've got shit to do but no matter what i always have 16 minutes And 16 is like one of my favorite numbers. So it's like 16 is a really great number. And the way I look at it is one minute of breathing. So whether that's meditation or that's just stopping for a second and listening to my breath, five minutes of exercise. And this is all just like at least, right? Usually it turns into more. Usually I'm breathing for a few minutes. Usually I take the dog for like a 15 to 20 minute walk. But as long as I'm like, okay, five minutes, five minutes. I can do some sit-ups, do some push-ups, maybe do some, Mm -hmm. like, body squats for five minutes, and then 10 minutes of learning. Because one of my favorite things is, like, my whole life, I've loved murder mysteries. I've loved puzzles. I like to read especially fiction. And so learning I don't just think of as learning a skill that's helpful, but, like, learning something... Whether it be creative story or or whatever, like that's lumped in there too. So it's I'm going to read for a little while, I'm going to look something up that I'm curious about. I'm going to like let my curiosity do its thing, and that's self-care to me.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Reading fiction for me is a big one. I love reading. I'm always reading. I, I find that because I'm so obsessed with learning about ADHD, I gravitate towards nonfiction, but we all need to switch off. You know, at the end of the day, this is my work now. It's not its not just a hobby or an interest. Right. And reading fiction for me just gives me that chance to escape into another world. It makes me feel a bit more creative. It makes me mm. feel like I'm a person with interest. Yeah, that's a really, really good one for me.
0: I think it's really important to like talking about us living in this capitalistic world, a lot of people try to like cut out the in their life where they're like, oh, I don't want to do all these things that aren't going to better me, right? Mm. And I love you saying like, you know, yeah, I gravitate towards informational stuff because we are people that love learning. But it being a part of our job now, or even if it is informational stuff that's going to give you info about ADHD, like there can there can be a point to where it, it's no longer serving you, to where it's just causing anxiety and it's like too much yeah. info, right? And so yeah. being able to do something just for the joy of it and not at mm-hmm. needing to better your life somehow is totally okay.
1: It's funny. I think just about... Well, all all of my clients and so many women I know, and I know this is true for me as well, we're really trying to be better all the time. We're wanting to learn about ourselves. We want to be introspective. We want to just improve and improve and improve all the time. That can get really tiring. That can get really exhausting. And sometimes it's nice to have a break from it. I almost think we need a different word because... Self-care, it's it's kind of almost been used to implicate people in their own mental illness or, or in their bur- burnout. I was hanging out with some of my excellent girlfriends recently. So what, one of my friends had gone to um, see a GP about feeling really flat, you know, and she's got so much going in her, on in her life. She tries so hard. Um she's a mum, she's studying, she's working, she's amazing. And her doctor had given her the advice and, and it's it's great advice, right? That she should exercise every day, she should swim every day or walk every day. And where my friend was at, you could just, even when she was telling me about it, you could just see that, oh, it just felt like another fucking thing to do. You know, like this doctor had given her another job. It, it can sometimes feel a bit like you're taking on all these things you know the system is kind of geared against you mm-hmm. but the prop the reason why you're feeling bad is cuz you're not walking
0: do you know what i mean that's I mean <laughs> sure right yeah physical activity is proven to be great it does all those mm-hmm. things but like yeah. the the idea of forcing myself to do another thing is just it sounds terrible right i think yeah. especially as adhders masking our symptoms is so exhausting. And so Mm -hmm. much of what we're masking is to be productive members of society. Right. Mm -hmm. And it takes us so much more energy to do those things. And now you're asking to add another thing that I don't want to do. Right. How many clients do I have that say, well, yeah, I want to, you know, come up with, some good coping mechanisms and skills and tools and stuff but some of this stuff and i feel like three or four people have said this to me but it's just like some of the stuff i need to just do i need to just mm. force myself to do it mm-hmm. and that takes energy and we have so many things that we're just forcing ourselves to do we're like our brain's like a slave to us it's like i don't want to do this shit and we're like well we have to we have to we have to and getting gearing ourselves up to do that shit is exhausting And if Mm -hmm. now we're adding another thing that we have to do, there's a good chance Mm. we won't do anything. There's a good chance we're going to be like, I don't want to. We're going to throw a tantrum. And so being able to do the things that you want to do, like not just want to do because you know it's good for you, but want to Mm -hmm. do it because it sounds fun. Like, yeah, I, I always try to find a thing that like my. 12-year-old self would, without a doubt, jump up at the opportunity to do. And I try to do that without, throughout my my life too. Like, what's the thing that I would do if I didn't have to force myself to do it? And it's like, do that. It's okay to do that shit. It is totally okay. That is self-care. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And be like, uh, I want to, you know what? I want to go play a video game. But giving yourself permission to do it. Because how mm-hmm. often... Are we like, oh, I'm going to go watch this movie on on the couch or something like, oh, but I should be doing laundry or I should be doing this. Right. Being able to like officially punch out your brain, (laughs) not like physically punch (laughs) out your brain, but like to put punch card, punch out. I'm like doing it to try to show people, which doesn't work on a podcast. Yeah. But like,
1: Ron's talking (laughs) with his hands right now.
0: I, I talk with my hands a lot. It's like permission to to not. I, I don't want to say just entirely not give a fuck, but permission to be like, enjoy yourself today.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm going to be a pain in the ass and push Please. back on this a little bit. Okay. Um, well, we can have our first on-air yeah, fight. Yeah, fight. Yay, cute. <laughs> well, you said, what did I like to do when I was 12? And that was it, pretty much. Um,
0: fight? You no, just like to fight?
1: <laughs> actually... I want to run around under the sprinkler in my undies. That's what I want to do. That's fun. Or no undies, maybe. I don't know. Just mm, in the nude. crazy. What's wrong with yeah. that
0: then?
1: Yeah, totally. So the thing is, though, is I'm not 12 anymore, right? I'm a 40-year-old mother with two kids and I work full-time and I've got a lot going on. So it's hard to just let go and say, totally. what do I want to do right now? And yeah. first of all, because I, most of the time, like I know for my clients, if I said, what do you love doing? A lot of them would find it very hard to say what they love doing. Of right? course. So out of touch, out of touch with it. I think that the definition of self-care that I heard that that really speaks to me is it's like authentic self-care. It's about having self-compassion, but your actions being congruent with your purpose and your values, doing what feels right for you. So for me, that really means having some other compass that is not entirely driven by guilt and obligation. And I know a lot of women feel like that. Mm. Probably, and men as well, I'm sure. You're not not fighting me what's happening.
0: Because I I agree (laughs) with you. I totally agree that it is hard to know what that is right Mm. but like you just said like being able to run through the sprinklers like maybe it's not specifically that right maybe it is though wanting that feeling of Mm. not having for just a moment the responsibility the like I have to do this thing and Mm. so finding out how to give that to yourself even if it is for five minutes It's like this guilt-free, like, I have no responsibility guilt-free. And if it's, Mm. it might take some work, but like that to me sounds like an awesome, illegitimate want, like a central themed want that is Mm -hmm. important to you. And if you're not giving that to yourself and you don't know how to give that to yourself, then maybe that needs to be your goal is figuring Mm. out how to do that. And like yeah. I said, it's not giving yourself a whole day. It might even be those five minutes, whatever that is. But I think we're on the same page. Uh, yeah. Well. I, that's what I am completely when I and that's why I say like in those 16 minutes, it's like the three things I'm giving to myself. One is to breathe, which I learned for myself is the most important. It might be different mm-hmm. for you. Right. Like that's what I realize I don't do enough in the day is stop and breathe. But, and, and it's it checking is,
1: in as well. It's, it's yeah, getting mindful, it's way, like listening to sure. yourself. Yeah.
0: Um, and then those five minutes, because for me, again, my whole day is spent at a computer. And mm. so to give myself five minutes of some kind of movement can like help my brain. Mm. And then it's those next 10 minutes that I get to do with whatever I want. And I like puzzles. I like to learn. I like to get excited yeah. about something. I like tap into what I'm curious about and do it. And if I can't find something... I have this like book of Sherlock Holmes puzzles that I'm like I'm gonna do this thing or I'll pull up the Wordle for the day or whatever and it's like that
1: oh, you is
0: I, well actually speaking of nerd Nerdle is even better for me because I'm I'm a math guy and Nerdle is just I could be on that site all day they've got all these different math puzzles anyway it's fun it's doing the thing for me and mm. it is with like unapologetic it's there is there's nothing that. I should be doing right now other than this yeah even if it's a couple minutes start somewhere Mm -hmm. right if you're not giving yourself any time throughout the day find a way to give yourself one minute and then next week bump it up to two minutes right like start small but finding a way to give yourself something is really important
1: yeah yeah i think that for women sorry to make this so gendered but self-sacrifice by women is really socially reinforced. For sure. Like, women are really celebrated for how much they give and how much they don't do for themselves. All of that is true. At the same time, you can, like, I I have tendencies towards martyrdom sometimes, Mm -hmm. and, like, nobody likes a martyr, like, I don't like being a martyr. I don't like martyrs. Like, it's fucking boring. No one cares. Nobody is going to do it for you. So you can just be miserable or you can do something for yourself, right? And and for, for some people, it's going to be harder than others. That is very much the case, mm-hmm. right? But I think that I know for myself, when I've been very invested in that narrative of resentment and sure. I have to do everything... It's really hard to see out of that, and nobody can break that for me but myself.
0: I, I want to also add probably how hard it is for some people, especially moms or people that have spouses that are sometimes too dependent on on them, It or to set boundaries around that, even mm. five minutes, to be like, this is my time, this is my space. One of my favorite things was... You know, working from home, and again, not a woman, so probably nowhere near as much of the needed by other people as you are because of the way society is, which sucks. But there'd be times when I'm home where my wife would knock on the door and be like, hey, can do you have a second? It was hard for me to say no. And so I put a sign up mm-hmm. on my door, and it was my please fuck off space. <laughs> And it was just like, like love it. hey, yeah. when I put this sign up, it's just please fuck off. It's just like, hey, kindly, leave me the fuck alone. And it was like, hey, I'm in a session or I'm in between sessions for 15 minutes and I need just time to be down a scroll hole or to chill the fuck out. Or I, I would take naps sometimes in between sessions for five minutes just because I needed yes. to close my eyes. And I know that can be hard for people, but um, mm. a way to be like, hey, I love you. I need me time for five minutes, 10 minutes. And it can be hard to set that boundary, especially if other people aren't used to it. But mm-hmm. setting it and keeping it is really important and it can, can mean a lot for you.
1: Agree. Agree. I have this rule with my kids that if I'm in a session with a client and they call me, I'm not going to take the call because I'm working. You know, that's, that's my client's time. But if it's an emergency, call me a few times, keep calling me and I will pick up or send me a text. I I can see if my phone is pinging, if it's going off all the time. Every time I've had those three calls and it's been an emergency, it's been like, mum, can you top up my card? Or mum, can you authorise this game that I just downloaded on my phone? I'm like, that's not a fucking emergency, but it is to them.
0: I've, I've said, yeah, I've said to, to Gwen, it's like, hey, if the, obviously if the house is burning down, you know, knock, please. Yeah,
1: yeah because I probably <laughs> for, won't notice that the house yeah, is
0: Yeah, for real, down. like, huh, I smell something. Yeah. And usually if people love you, they respect you to, to, to some degree with it. Yeah, totally. Um, or um, as, well, or kid, they just don't know. <laughs> or well, kids.
1: that's the thing. Kids yeah. are actually meant to be selfish,
0: right? For sure.
1: And... They don't know until you teach them. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to say it again and again and fucking again, right? But it's, it's definitely worth it. And, and actually, I enjoy my kids more and I like them more when those boundaries are there and I don't feel totally. like a used up tea towel.
0: I would, I would say, based on our, our chat today, the, the important things about self-care is, one, it doesn't have to be this, you know, capitalistic approach. It can be giving yourself time throughout the day. Two, we really need a different name for it, right? It's not just about mm-hmm. care, but it's about, like, checking in. We talked about some different things that you can do to make yourself present. We talked about setting boundaries with loved ones is also self-care. Setting boundaries is absolutely a sign of self-care. And giving yourself permission to have moments of unapologetic, zero-responsibility moments throughout the day. And then starting small too. You know, one minute is better than zero minutes. And you can always give yourself one minute.
1: Yeah. I love that as well because I know that People with ADHD are really hung up on consistency. Like Mm -hmm. the goal is to start something and follow it through forever, no matter what happens. And I know that consistency for me is about 50%, right? If I'm doing something about 50% of the time, that's about as consistent as I'm going to get. So we don't want these rituals, these supportive rituals to feel like a prison. Mm -hmm. I I had this sort of elaborate morning routine going where it just started. I'd wake up in the morning and i go, oh, I've got to fucking meditate and journal (laughs) and got to go look at the sun because Huberman told me to. And, you know, those things that felt really good for a while were starting to feel just like another thing that I had to do. And going out for a night and sleeping in and having a coffee and a croissant in bed that felt like the best thing in the world in that moment.
0: Okay. So
1: I think right. just, yeah, go on.
0: I have two things to, to add before you continue. <laughs> One, are you staring like directly into the sun? Because I don't think that's good for you.
1: Oh, I think he he says, Hu-. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that everyone loves Huberman as much as I do.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it could damage your eyes, but anyway.
1: <laughs> I think it's meant to be not painful. Or okay, something. It's sort of good. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, get, like, maybe sunlight. look that up
1: before you do it. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, outside, to, go outside. What did
0: you call? What is it? A croissant. A croissant. A croissant. A croissant. A croissant. I I croissant. The way you said it. A <laughs> I Like it.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think we should put some things. Are we going to commit to show notes? Yeah, let's, why don't we, yeah. we can put some things in the show notes. I love that. Some starting points for people. Yeah. Ways to think about self-care.
0: Definitely. I yeah. loved you brought up just now too, like, consistency is that word that we hear that like, oh, you just have to be consistent. And first mm-hmm. off, anytime there's a just between, before something, like, just fucking take that with a grain of salt. But being consistent is harder for us. And when we yeah. fall off of being consistent, we can feel ashamed about it. We can feel like it's over. The goal needs to be persistence and not consistency, yeah. right? So it's persistent yeah. over consistent. And so when I was doing, you know, my 16 minutes, right, it got harder or there was one day where I forgot to do it and then it like fell off and it can be like, oh, well, that doesn't work anymore. And it's like, no, I just do it again later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit harder to get back on. But as, as long as you're looking at it as I don't have to do this forever. I just have to do this tomorrow. Yeah. How do I get this started? Yeah. And if I only do it once, then I fucking did it once, which is better than never. And that's that's a, a different way to kind of shift and look at that stuff. Anyway, yeah. good stuff today, Liz.
1: Hey, good stuff, Ron. Yeah. What what are we telling people to do? Where do they find us?
0: You're definitely going to want to go and check us out on our website, which is Iforgottotellyou.com. They can visit us on Instagram at Iforgotpod. And then we, we should be wherever you can find and listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, share it with people, talk about how lovely and fantastic we are. We won't mind. I, I, won't, I, I definitely won't be upset if you gush about how, how awesome we are.
1: Yeah. Leave a review, but only if it's five stars and really right. complimentary. Don't, please don't leave no, a I review be saying that <laughs> my mouth sounds really dry or something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, just... my RSD can't handle it. Sorry.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for joining man. us. Bye. Oh, thank you. Bye.